Dungeon Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Wieschak. I'm here with my special guest, Royce Morales. Welcome. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Now, many of you don't know, we had the schedule for a previous date. We had severe technical difficulties, of course. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. We're here now, and we have a very renowned spiritual teacher, an author, and just an all-around wonderful person. So let's have fun. And where did you get started? Well, I've always been kind of obsessed with trying to understand the meaning of life. I used to drive my poor mother crazy asking her all these questions that she couldn't answer you know, at, at a really young age. And I just got so frustrated that I started on my own little search and ended up trying all kinds of disciplines and church hopped and all kinds of things. And out of that, I actually was asked, I was, I was involved in a, a church situation. It wasn't really a church. It was a spiritual organization that was teaching everybody how to be channelers. And my teacher called me up one day and said, could you take over the class for me just for a couple of weeks? I'm going on vacation. And I said, sure. And when I got to the class, it ended up that I really didn't do much, but everybody just kind of felt safe to open up or something. I'm not even sure what happened. It was pretty amazing. But one person came up to me after the class and said, you know, you seem to know a lot of stuff. Would you consider teaching me? And I looked at her like she was insane. And, but out of my mouth came, oh, sure, yeah, bring your friends. And so she brought 10 of her friends to my living room, and I started teaching, and I had no idea what I was going to say, but these words would sort of just come out of my mouth spontaneously. And afterwards, I would write everything down that I said, and it was, be, it was like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? Who am I? What, you know, what's going on here? And eventually it just kind of expanded and grew, and I opened a center in Redondo Beach, and it was it's just kind of all been word of mouth. And I find nowadays everything is so easy to do technologically that I've decided to expand my teachings and make myself available um, in various, you know, technological ways, um, either individually or as groups. And I find that it's just it's so rewarding to do this. It feels so purposeful, like this is this is my gift. This is what I've been meant to do my entire life. And I've been doing it for probably four decades. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it, isn't it funny, though? We start doing something, and we just fall into our path that we're supposed to be on. That's for sure. I never in a million years would have thought that I'd be doing this. I was an art major, and... You know, I thought maybe I'd be a, a teacher. I don't know what I thought I would be, but it was definitely not in this field. It was just something that I was interested in, but it just started to to come out of me. Um, yeah, and it just evolved from there. Yeah, we all, we start at a young age. I think they start these, uh, what do you want to be tests in like sixth grade. Really? Wow. Aptitude test or something like that. And yeah. You take a test. My daughter just had to do this right before all this craziness stopped or started, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. it's like, what will you be good at? And then they give you a like five-page pamphlet 
based on how you test. It's like, how does a test know where your path is in life? All you well, do is setting kids up to fail because now they're under true. pressure because they think that's the only thing they're good at. Right, right. Yeah, or that's the only thing you're bad at. Because I know I remember taking tests like that and discovering that, gosh, I really am bad at math. And so I just kind of gave up trying that, you know. Mm-hmm. What what a horrible thing to do to a young person. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's horrible. Yeah. I'm like, I remember taking these in class, and they, it was always, they had me working at factories or being in, in retail. I hate both. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, I, oh I tried, I've tried both, but, I mean, yeah. that wasn't my path. How can a test tell you what path you're supposed to be on? Yeah. One, yeah. you're too, too young. Yeah, of course. And two, it's not up to anyone. It's up to us to decide what makes us happy. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And they don't. they probably don't have any question on their... You feel as though you're a spiritual leader, <laughs> so that's pretty funny. I mean, they, I'm I'm certain that the test is all about academic things yeah, and you probably. know that kind of stuff. So yeah, how sad. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> are you into drama? Are you into, you know, acting, singing, whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. Are these your right. passions? A test isn't going to tell you you your passions. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, gonna, I'm certainly glad. I'm glad that I never listened to those tests. <laughs> yeah, I tried. It didn't work out very well. But that's yeah, why right. we need pe- people like you to guide us to our path. That's true. And a lot of what does happen from my teachings is that people awaken to what they really are supposed to be doing in life. I call it their purpose with a capital P. It's something that kind of you, you feel it your whole life, but maybe you can't put words to it, or maybe you've bought into people saying, oh, no, you should be a doctor because your your mother is a doctor, or, you know, that kind of message mm-hmm. that we get. And there's something that just is aching to, to sprout and to grow and to flourish that all of us have. It's our purpose in life. It's our being, our essence, our soul. <laughs> and if we don't follow that path we just we feel miserable inside and we don't know why you know I have a lot of students that come to me that say I don't know there's just like this constant feeling of gosh I don't know I don't know why I'm here and I don't know what I'm doing and I feel miserable and and all of that and then they discover what their true purpose is and they say god I knew that when I was two years old and I just didn't listen so yeah it's so important it's just it's crucial really exactly I mean if you told me 10 years ago I'd be running a radio show, owning a company, and being an author, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, I was in my 20s. I was managing a restaurant, which I have a passion for cooking. I have a passion mm-hmm. for running people. <laughs> so I thought that was my path. Yeah, yeah. the passion for cooking is something for me to get my mind off things. The passion for Uh, helping people, like getting authors out there, motivational speakers, connecting people to 
life mm-hmm. coaches and stuff yes. is, is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. On the other side, I write because that's the creative mind flowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in my case, if somebody had said to me I would be teaching people, I truly would have been laughing at them because I was so shy. I don't think I ever said a word in, you know, 18 years of school. Mm-hmm. I never asked a question. I never volunteered any information. I was terrified to get up in front of anybody and, and speak. And so when I started teaching these small groups, I mean, I literally would be shaking in my boots and, you know, just terrified for years and years, you know, and it's just something I never, ever thought I would be doing, but this is, this ended up exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. It's perfect. Exactly. I mean, I'm the same way. I was so shy in school, I never spoke, but I was also bullied. So I was not only surprised for myself, but I had the bullying because I was so suppressed. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it's a two-way thing there. But at the same time, yeah. now I'm doing radio for 20,000 people, if you think about wow. it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I guess I do motivational classes for students and stuff. Now, that can be anywhere from 15 kids to 300. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the f- very first year, I'm I'm scared to death. If you re- listen to some of my op- old podcasts, you would see how scared I was talking to just mm-hmm. one person versus yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I found that I had to really kind of not disassociate but kind of separate separate from myself mm-hmm. and the words would start to come out you know even now as I'm talking to you I'm finding that oh yeah okay there they are there's the words and I've learned to trust that they'll come out and I'll know what to say mm-hmm. and I don't have to be scared so yeah that took a long time <laughs> to get to that point of really yeah. trusting that I'm I'm a catalyst of something something's trying to come out through me and I I need to trust mm-hmm. it. Yes. It it takes a long time for us to get there but once we're there yeah. and we get in that zone the words are there. The message yes. is always there. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. And I found the same thing with my writing. Um I've written three books and at first I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm not a writer. I can't do this. (laughs) And I would sit down and the words would come just like they came when I was teaching, you know. And in fact, I had an experience one time where I stopped writing. You know, I kept being told in my meditation that you need to write this stuff down. You need to get this stuff out. And I kept saying, yeah, 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 someday I'll do it. And I literally had this experience of my hand, my right hand, going into so much pain that I could barely move it. And I, in my meditation, which I do frequently to get information as to what's going on, I asked and I said, you know, what's going on with my hand? And I heard very clearly, it's because you're not writing. <laughs> and so I said, but I can't write. My hand hurts too much. And the, whatever the, this wise voice said to me, well, give it a try. Sit down and start writing. And so I sat down at my computer and I started writing and literally my hand pain went away. So it's, it's that kind of stuff that really 
forces you to stay on your path and forces you to do what you need to do. So I, yeah, I, I keep learning more and more about trust. Yes. So do I. I mean, I was, okay, my first book, which has seen three covers and 22 edits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, was a challenge by my now ex-husband that he said, I bet you can't write a book and get it published. Anyone that wow. knows me says, knows, do not challenge me or d- tell me no. no. <laughs> that That's motivates great. me to no end. Do not tell me yeah. no. Do not back me in a corner. Hmm. So I asked my daughter, and we came up with the first book um, with a horrible cover, and I did not know anything about editing. She edited what she could, but she was 10 at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, no, no. She was older than that. This is 2016, so only four years ago. 13. But at the same time, I have a 13-year-old editing a book that I'm trying to get published. <laughs> but it was published. Yeah, but it was published, Okay. I didn't, yeah. So, no, it's seen four covers. So that was a self-published DIY nightmare. Uh And and then I got picked up by a small publisher. They kept it for like three months under another crappy cover. But they did some edits, and they had me do some edits. So it was a journey just to get this one book to where it's at now. Mm. Oh, yeah. But you, I look back at all four of the covers, I'm like, I've grown so much in writing just from that one book. Because if you think about it, it's four books just in one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's part of our evolution. I, I'm Even now, after writing all these years, um, I have a blog that I post once a week, and I'll get it prepared, and then I'll go back to it before it's it's actually posted, and I'll make 20 changes. You know, mm-hmm. so we're constantly evolving. We're constantly seeing things in a different way. We're constantly, um, again, kind of tuning in to what we need to say or what needs to be said and putting it out there. So, yeah, exactly. I think that's definitely part of the process. I, I mean, we all, like I said, I haven't been doing this whole thing long, but at the same time, every day we're learning something. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And I pick up things very quickly, but at the same time, you don't go a day without learning. So I'm constantly in touch with my life coach, who's also a business person. So he's giving me business guidance, not just personal guidance, but business guidance. Mm -hmm. And then I do shows like this with motivational speakers, spiritual leaders, and stuff like this. So I'm also learning from my guest. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And then, you know, looking around, right now we're going through this pandemic thing, and Mm -hmm. some of the blogs that I had ready to go didn't address that at all, and I had to change that. So we're constantly learning from from things that are going on around us as well. Exactly. I mean, I started uh, booking shows to do uplifting things right now because I'm like, I don't want to talk about 
horror stories and stuff like this yeah. right now. We're living in a horror story. <laughs> I, yeah. But I, I like to look at it as we're really being kicked in the butt, so to speak, to yeah. wake us up and have us evolve and have us transcend and, you know, change the world. I think that, you know, we we just didn't get it and didn't get it and didn't get it and here you go. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I yeah. look at it as Mother Nature is giving us a wake-up call in a big yeah. way. Yeah, huge. Yeah. I mean, I started off with Australia, and that was just horrible. I have many friends over there with the yeah. fires, and then they went fires. from fires to flooding. And I was yeah. like, okay, so what can I do to help them? We did an anthology to help with the animals that were affected. We're that's mm-hmm. still in print. But then we got this pandemic right after. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, someone out there is trying to give us a, hey, you guys need to wake up, and you're yes. not waking up, so we need to make it bigger. <clears throat> yeah. I, You know, I teach, that's one of the things that I teach people in their lives, that if something is repetitious, you know, it's not going to go away until you get the lesson, until you get the message, until you mm-hmm. wake up to whatever it is you're in denial about. And so this event is, is so huge in terms of a, a global denial that we're we're really needing to get it in such a huge way. So, yeah. Oh, exactly. It's, it's, it's so many people are yeah. in denial, and they're still in denial with this pandemic. They're like, oh, it's yeah. not that bad. Um, right. Okay, so we're just going to make it worse then because you're still in denial and the rest of us have woken up. Right, right, yeah. Yep, it's pretty interesting times we're living in, that's for sure. Very. Yeah. But, but I, I, you know, one of the things I teach people is how to deal with fear mm-hmm. and, you know, what is fear and why are we afraid and what is you know, a, a lot of times we find that maybe we're feeling sad or angry, and what's really going on underneath that is that we're we're afraid, and it's too scary to admit that we're afraid, so we turn it into anger and sadness. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, that's a lot of what I teach, and of course now it's a you know a huge opportunity to look at some really deep fears that all of us are in. Mhm. I mean, yeah. you have the fear of mortality. That's that's a. Mm-hmm big one right now yeah it's a big one yep and then you have the smaller fears the financial then you Mm -hmm. have my business my family my whatever it may be but it all stems from the mortality right now yeah we are all looking at our own mortality yeah and we know there's a part part of our i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) We don't want to admit that's where that fear is stemming from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I used to do a retreat that um, at first, the first time I did the retreat, I called it the the death retreat. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get many people signed up. (laughs) Needless to say, I had to change the marketing on the title. And so I called it the transitions retreat. And I got a lot, a lot more people sign up. But yeah, the there's a part of our consciousness, I I refer to it as a fear based consciousness. And it's very primitive uh, survival-based consciousness that literally its only job in life is to make sure that we survive. Mm-hmm. 
And when that part of it is threatened in some way, it goes berserk. And right now, all of the entire planet has that part of our consciousness <laughs> in overdrive. So, yeah, and it's hard to to kind of shift out of that and reach our higher consciousness and our wisdom and our our trust and, and the real truth about things because that part is so loud right now. So, yeah, it's pretty challenging for people. It really is. Exactly. It's We have to learn to overcome some of these fears. But at the same time, we need to learn to see what's around us to grow. Yes. Yeah. And I, I teach people how to deal with fears, not by running from them, but by really feeling them and getting the message from them and finding out where they're really coming from. Because a lot of our fears are just triggered from events from our past that we've never completed, that we've never really learned and, and got the message from. So I teach right. people how to do that. And, you know, it could be in this life, it could be a past life, it could be all kinds of things, but there's so many fears that get triggered so easily in us all the time, constantly, whether we know it or not. Yeah. Oh, I, I completely 100% agree. It doesn't have yeah. to be from this life. I'm I'm big on past lives. Um, but we could have had something happen in a past life that we're still fearful oh, yeah. of today. And we, we don't realize Absolutely. it. At all. Yeah. Yeah, it's all subconscious. Yeah. A lot of the work that I do, I take people back to those memories and, and have them get in touch and release them so they can stop being affected by them. So that we're all, you know, we're able to look at the situation and go, okay, you know, I get it. I see now. So, yeah, there's so much stuff that we bring with us, so much baggage, so much incomplete experiences and memories and events and traumas that, are, that we're living out. My sense is that the the planet is going through a lot of that together right now. So I think ultimately it's going to be an amazing thing, an amazing shift that happens from all this. But it's it's pretty pretty unnerving, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, I've been talking to people last week in this. I'm like, we're in the middle of darkness. We mm-hmm. know there's light somewhere before us. We just have to get to it. So we yeah. can't just stay still in this darkness because what happens when you stay still in darkness you get depressed mm. you get angry yeah yeah you get paralyzed basically mm. so yeah. you have to keep moving forward and the only way to move forward is to use positive thinking you have to find the little things right now to that brings you a little bit of joy we have when was the last time most of us were able to be with our children 24-7? Right. Without interruption. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Like, All the things that we don't notice. Yeah. When I, I, I have my daughter home, and there's times it drives me crazy, only because she asks me questions that make my heart stop, and she does it <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> I love her dearly. She's a wonderful writer. She would make Stephen King blush. Wow. Uh, But that's the type of writing she does. And then we're in the middle of this pandemic, and she gives me something she's working on in her head. She hasn't wrote it yet, and my heart just stops. So in the middle of me doing my thing, she just drops this, and now I'm thinking. 
but when was the last time I had these moments with her? That's it's true. Vacations? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm so thankful for this time with her, this extra time. Yeah. 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 And that's a great attitude to have because, you know, you can access those moments and remember them forever. Mm-hmm. You know, we live up in the mountains and I I just love it up here. We've been here almost four years and yet I've reached the point where I kind of don't notice the trees and I don't notice nature. Mm-hmm. And this is really forcing me to, to be with it and to experience it again. And it's just so incredible So we all have those opportunities if we, you know, unfortunately having to be forced to do it, but we have those amazing opportunities rather than just sitting on the couch watching Netflix, you know? Right. Right. We have to look around at the little things right now. Yeah. That's so important to get us back to the light because, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, we have to do our part to stay home. Yes. I mean, Absolutely. going to Walmart just to have something to do, it's not why Walmart is open. Yeah, right. Go, no, going on I was hiking, talking. Yeah, going on the hiking trails that are in nature, yeah, it's yeah. nice and relaxing, but it's not when you have 50 people there. Right. I was talking to somebody the other day, and she was telling me how absolutely bored she was during all this. And I thought, wow, bored. What a concept. And she said, yeah, and I can't go to Ross. (laughs) I'm thinking, wow, (laughs) that's pretty sad Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that's what you miss the most, not being able to go Ross shopping. So, yeah. We all have our our joy. (laughs) Right. We all have our joy. And I was talking to someone, one of my friends. They're not an author or anything. They're like, they're actually in the military. I'm like, he just said, I'm so bored right now. I'm like, how can you be bored? Okay, you have downtime. Instead of writing to me, why don't you write a journal? Mm, I know because you're in the military, you've seen some things. He's humanitarian, not not fighting but um which is good but at the same time he's seen things that he can write about i'm like don't tell me write it in a journal right then yeah then when you get it done we'll publish it together yeah i mean yeah make it fictional if you need to Mm -hmm. yeah this is quite an opportunity especially for the creative juices among us to really flourish there's so many Things that I'm seeing on Facebook and Instagram now where people are just <clears throat> making these amazing videos and, you know, some of them are kind of song parodies and whatever, but they're so creative. It's really triggering something in people that I think is just invaluable. Yeah. I'm seeing that a lot too. It's like everyone's out there trying to put out the positive content right now. This is wonderful, mm-hmm. especially with our creative people, that we yeah. are over flooding places like Instagram and Twitter with positive messages. Yeah. Facebook, on the other hand, is all your negative news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm like, that's true. I love Facebook because that's where my messages are. But at the same time, I don't want to see the negative right now. I'm yeah. so disheartened by seeing the negative that I need the positive. Yeah, definitely. So I t- think yeah. within the first week of our first part of being in lockdown, which we're now on day like 16 or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, the days are blending. Yeah, I learned Instagram. Never had a concept of Instagram, but now I'm seeing all the positive messages from Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important. But, you know, as as I teach people, it's great to have all that positive, but not by denying the negative. You know, you've got to feel it and go through that to really come out the other side so you can be authentically positive. Because I think right. a, lot of spiritual, a lot of spiritual teachings just kind of have you dwell on the positive, say some affirmations, do some mm-hmm. visualization, and all will be good. But they're forgetting that part of us that is really loud, saying, uh, no, it's scary, and you don't deserve, and you can't, and you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So we've got to address those so that you can get to the authentic place of positivity. Exactly. And I was yeah. running into this with my boyfriend. I am a nat- natural warrior, and because I worry so much, I always have all these doubts, especially with mm. the relationships. So he keeps trying to push me through the doubts, but at the same time he's like, where the heck do all these doubts come from? Mm. And he's not a spiritual mm-hmm. leader. He's, you know, that's not his talent. But at the same time, he kind of is with me because mm-hmm. he's like, where are all these doubts coming from? They're coming from somewhere. They're not coming yeah. from me. I can tell you that yeah. right now. So we've been working since for the last almost two months to get these doubts kind of, okay, where's the fear coming from? This is yeah. not logical fear for the situation. Mm-hmm. But it's That's so good. loud. Yeah. Well, as I teach a lot, Love brings up fear, you know. Yeah. When when somebody when somebody loves us, it would seem like, oh well, somebody loves me. Okay, great. But there's that little fear-based consciousness going on that says, oh no, that's too scary. I don't deserve that. I'm going to screw it up, or they're going to leave me, or I'm going to leave them. So yeah, all of those fears are are almost in direct proportion to how much love we receive is how much fear comes up. Exactly. <clears throat> Yeah, we're we're actually to that point where okay, the more we show affection, the more I'm doubting. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I found that I I find that um, I mean, even I've been married for a long time, and even now, if suddenly you know we just have this beautiful weekend together, or we have a wonderful moment, or whatever. Almost instantly, I find myself trying to sabotage it. At least I'm I'm realizing it and catching it, so I don't have to do it. But yeah, that fear just rears its head immediately. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just there. Sometimes it's yeah. you know. Sometimes we can figure it out where it came from, and sometimes it's just part of us, and we have to catch it. Yeah, but, catching it is important. Yeah, it really is. 
However, we're almost out of time. So before we run out of time, where can people find you and your books? Well, everything is on my website, RoyceMorales.com, and all my books are on Amazon. And I work privately with people. I do very deep core spiritual inner journey work. So if any of your listeners are interested in getting getting a shovel out and doing some digging, that's what I absolutely love doing with humans. And um, I also do group classes, group video classes. So if anybody's interested in that, they can certainly check that out on my website as well. Well, I, it was a pleasure finally actually talking with you today. Yeah, I think you too. You too. It was fun. And yes. Feel free to come back on at any time. I always love talking like would, this. I would be honored. Yes. Thank and you. For all of our listeners, again, that's Royce Morales, R-O-Y-C-E. And we'll talk to everyone later. Thank you. Thank you so much. Stay healthy.